0: Yes, and we are hopefully live. Uh, This is the first time I'm actually hosting this show, 1st and 5th, the Swedish edition. Welcome, guys. Thank
1: Thank you. you. Uh,
0: With me today, I have two guys from the very well-established team, Sola 86ers. And also two former members of the uh, flag football committee, I think. I think, uh, Sundi, you served on that for one or two years, right? Uh, Eric, 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 I I think I was there for four months. (laughs) Okay, Over over the span of two years or over one year?
2: No, just the one year.
0: Uh, And I think Eric, you and me served on that committee from 2016, 2017. I think.
1: Yeah, I was there like one or two years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, well, uh, this is the show about Swedish flag football. And since very few people actually know the history of Swedish flag football, I thought that we would start with uh, a little bit of history. So, the best lesson in school, history. Let's go. Um. (laughs) So the first Swedish championship was in 2010, uh, which was won by Limham Griffins, actually. I did not know that before I I looked this up. Uh, In 2011, it was uh, Vasastan FF. In 2012, also Vasastan FF. 2013, it was Northside Bulls, uh, which is kind of funny because they are making a comeback this year, but under a different name. Uh, oh, cool. uh I think they rebranded themselves. for yeah. So that's going to be fun, right?
1: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see them how how they look. There's obviously going to be new players, but it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, and one old player, or so I've heard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's I, a, it's a tackle think, team
2: coming in, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I, think we, I think it's always interesting when they go over. I
0: think... I think old number seventy-four is gonna play. So uh,
2: yeah. I think I
0: think you Eric, you, you no know fair. who that is. Yeah. Uh
1: he actually played tackle with my dad back in the day. So
0: and <laughs> now you made him feel very old. <laughs> uh and then in 2014 it was the North Shopping monarchs. Uh, and from 2015 up until today there's well, there's the sort of 86ers. <laughs> Uh, so you guys have been dominated <laughs> from, from, from twenty fifteen. How how come?
1: Um, how come we Eric, we Eric, won Eric. this year?
2: Let me let me take this one. All you right. see, I started playing in twenty fifteen. Um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the reason though. <laughs> no, well, it's fine. like, like w- we we in Uppsala, we started like earlier than every, every other team here in Sweden. And we, we basically were the national team. So, so when we played like our camps with the national team and everything, we went, um, abroad and played games. So we got a lot of experience, uh, unlike the other Swedish team that, that didn't have any presence in the national team while we had like eight, eight, nine players from, from our, our team being in a national team, getting all this this experience. So I think that's why we have had this the step ahead for the last six years. So I think that's that's the main reason. Yeah,
0: but, but some of those old players have actually gone on to do other things in life. So you've, you have a few new guys that have stepped up to the place. I mean, you had one guy last year that I think he played two years ago, but he didn't get much playing time. I uh, hope I say this name correctly, Matas Menkis or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. He
1: he he comes from from tackle. He yeah. he played like I don't know how how long he's been playing tackle, but uh, he came two years ago. He was kind of hurt, and we had our. Uh, the position he was fit for was slot receiver, which Marcus darberry had a, a clench on. But when, when yeah. Marcus retired, uh, Mattas could easily step in to that position and fill it and actually do, do other kinds of stuff than Marcus did previously, yeah. with, which forced us and the other teams to adjust to it. So,
2: yeah,
0: uh, that, that was a real shame. Not only that uh, Marcus actually retired, but, uh, in the end, we actually started to pick up how to cover him, and yeah. then he quits. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: That's a, that's just that's just bad manner, in my opinion. But.
1: Yeah, but but the experience from 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 myself and Sundi and and every other player that has been in the national team for a very long time uh, took that experience and and t- taught the the other new players, and they have yeah. really taken that information and knowledge and applied it to their, their own game.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I thought we were going to talk a little bit about how the Swedish League is uh, set and how, how it has been set. I think that before 2015, there wasn't really uh, any actual league. It was just a championship day or weekend or something. Is, there, is that correct?
1: Yeah, we had... I started playing in two thousand thirteen. So, the first two thousand thirteen, we had a, a weekend where we played a lot of games, uh, and then two thousand fourteen, we did the same. I think it was two thousand fifteen. We actually had a, a series of matches, uh, like over the span of two two months or something like that. So there was that yeah. was big, big. Uh, Start for for fly football in Sweden.
0: If if I remember correctly, 2015 there were four teams in the league, but there was only three teams that could actually make it to the uh, national championship day. I, I think I think the Monarchs couldn't uh, couldn't play that year, uh, or I think it, I think it was something because there was only three teams there uh, that year. Because that was the first time I uh, saw it.
1: Yeah, that is correct. I think they they had some players injured or something like that, yeah. so they didn't actually uh, come up. So we, I think we, Uppsala did automatically play in the finals, and Eskistuna and I think it was Stockholm or something like that. Yeah, played. it
0: was it was Northside Bulls that that year. Yeah. Uh, and the Northside yeah. Bull actually used uh, uh, Marcus Agbrink as a player. In that game. Yeah. they had a very very tiny roster Yeah. and uh, I remember that uh, I mean I, th- those things were fun uh, but since that I think uh, there's a bit more seriousness to it and if I remember correctly that came from the federation who uh, if we were going to have a national team we needed to have a regular league uh, in place I remember you, you and me, Eric. We were in on trying to organize that. And uh, I, I remember 2016. There was a few more teams uh, in it.
1: Yeah, we had. Uh, we had, I think, seven or eight teams back in 2016.
0: I, I think it was seven teams because there, you guys had a bye in the quarterfinals that year.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's
0: right. I remember that because it was a warm day in the North Shopping, and in the semifinals we had to play overtime uh, against the Monarchs. Uh, that was probably one of the best games I've ever seen on Swedish soil. Really, uh, when it comes to matchups and and all that and tightness, uh, the final that year not so much.
1: No, <laughs> we had complete control over that game. I'm afraid.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was the first year we had SM Weekend yeah. as well as a yeah. venue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. It was like three years. For
2: those, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like- for those who don't know, uh, SM Weekend is like the what the equivalent of the Swedish Olympics. They have a ton of sports who have their finals on the same day or in the same place over yeah. a weekend. And then it's all, all on TV and stuff. Um, yeah. It's a weekend in the summer, and that was the first year we was part of that.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: and it includes like arrow what's called archery, it was like RC cars, it had a low every sport you could have think of, like frisbee golf was included in this. So, it it, is a huge event for for like summer sports in Sweden.
0: Yeah, water polo, uh, kayaking,
1: uh, yeah,
0: a bunch of sports, really fun. Uh, I I kind of I like being a part of it but uh, if I remember correctly uh, uh, we had some prob- had some issues getting the schedule correct for it because it's like in the middle of summer and we couldn't have a fall season which we wanted to. so
1: exactly right, they, they for- forced us to play our finals in early June. Which made our season two months long, but we we wanted the if we wanted the flag to grow in Sweden, we had to like make people yeah. practice a, a, and grow their their teams. But you can't stay motivated if you have two months to look forward to and ten months of off season that yeah. that doesn't grow anything. So basically, we we I think. 2018 was the last time we we were in Smekka, and uh, yeah, started yeah. to do our own uh, yeah finals event
0: yeah uh, yeah from 2019 and 2020 it's been in Uppsala uh, yeah I, uh, I got a message here from uh, Marcus uh, who is watching uh, get well soon I heard today that he is down with COVID so. Uh, Share up, buddy. Uh, he said that in 2019, the championship was in Lidingö. In 2010, it was in Karlstad. In 2011, it was in Uppsala. 2012, in Norrköping. 2013, in Solna. And 2014, in Eskilstuna. Uh, and he also said that there was five teams back in the 2015 year. Uh, but three teams in the final. So, yeah. yeah. I think we have the encyclopedia of uh, Swedish flag football uh, in the chat, which is pretty good. Uh, I actually hope that we can have him on here someday and talk about uh, referees in Sweden, uh, among other things. Uh, which is uh, another topic. It's going to get an, uh, a real boost this year, which I think is fun. Uh, but, uh, we can talk about that later. Um, so, the Swedish season. How, how many... How many teams would you say are regular in the Swedish uh, league at the, at the at the moment?
2: You'd have to go six, right? Because I is the new one. Uh, okay. But other than that, it's Nexjö uh, who were new last year, but they're quite well established at this point. Yeah. You got Marvels who are built on a structure of people who've been around for a while, but obviously a lot of new guys. Uh, and then you got Sharks been around forever. Um, you got Ole who's been around for a long while now it's like six years or something uh you got us we've been around upsala been around for ages and then you got uh what stockholm mean machines who are used to be called by cavaliers but they've obviously yeah. they've joined uh those organizations together and mean yeah. machines got a strong back structure in tackle uh, having yeah. won championships and stuff mm-hmm. recently so you'd say six and then oh course a bit of a, a bit of unknown we don't know much about them yeah. Who's playing and, and and so on, except for one guy. But uh, other than that, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that's the top league only. So yeah. we we have a division two like structure as well. Yeah. So up here in the north, north of Stockholm, we don't have that many U teams. We call them here in yeah. Sweden. But but down south, there's like four or five of them yeah. which is really 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 cool to see that they are like starting up and trying to practice and get good
0: yeah and also you got to give props to uh the uh, uh regional organization down in in south who have helped a lot of teams get into the sport uh Christophe, a big shout out to you for actually uh doing that work yeah for sure so uh but yeah, you, you could say we have a Premiership and a Leisure uh, Division, or uh, I don't really know what to call it. Division 2 sounds so... Uh,
2: it's like a developmental league basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, yeah. That's a, that's the best word for it. So, yeah. Um, but there, are, there have been a few teams that have uh, come and went, so to say. Uh, we've had the all the bisons that was a uh, what do you, I call it if it was a project because it actually became a really good organization
2: uh, It but, started out uh, as like an integration project for yeah, these, exactly. you know, uh, refugees and then um, they obviously developed that into like a full team uh, yeah. but it was started as an effort to get these kids into like uh, sports and Swedish organizational structure and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then obviously it grew from there, and then they've they've merged now with Dalia Car. Is that right? Uh, that team. I read something about that on Instagram. Yeah, the
0: the Dalia Carlia Rebels. Uh, it's a team. I think they're now based in is it Borlänge or Falun. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see. And I, I remember the Rebels played uh, the uh, divisional. Uh, championship or whatever you want to call it that we had last not last fall but before fall before that uh, yeah, district got,
2: championships
0: yeah the, the, yeah the district championships so yeah uh i don't know if they uh, have they uh are they gonna play in the development league this year
2: they weren't announced when they announced because what they did was they announced the teams for the north part but not the south part so i don't know if they're gonna there's this team called Gen. Jämtland Republicans. I don't know if they're going to be part of that structure or how they're oh, going to okay. organize it. But there's one team there that I'm not that familiar with that might be um taking some of their players on board. Okay.
0: Well there's a there's a long distance between uh, Jämtland and, uh, and uh, Falun though, so... Yeah. But sure. uh yeah, uh but we we play the uh The Swedish League, we we don't really know when it's going to start. We uh, had a little discussion about it. And I know you guys, uh, maybe we should say that you you guys have a a podcast in Swedish uh, with uh, two other awesome dudes. Uh, uh, But this this is in English, so uh, we try to expand this. But uh, And I know you guys talked about uh, when the league should start uh so when is the league gonna start do we do we know anything about that uh
1: we don't have any set dates as of now um we have basically no information other than it isn't now um but we assume the league is gonna look like it did last year uh with the uncertainty of of covid happening yeah um so with the assumption that it's gonna look like last year we're going to start somewhere in the middle of august uh and then move on and play the finals at the end of september or early october um and we're gonna not gonna play double meetings we're just gonna go single meetings in the series and then move on to the playoffs uh yeah so So from what we've I
2: heard, hope- right, it's been it's six weeks is what they've said. Uh, from whenever our governing bodies decide that we can start playing, um, the, the teams have announced that they need six weeks to prep, yeah. uh, to get in physical shape, to play and stuff. So assuming that six weeks from now, it's in the middle of June, July, which I don't yeah. think is very likely for a season start. So as you said, I think August and then a similar structure to last year. We played August until end of september It was supposed to end in october but they moved it so i don't know if they keep that structure the old one or if they try to squeeze it all in uh before the end of october because you get obviously you got world championships comes up as well so yeah. they want to give the national team time to get set they probably want to end it in september
0: yeah but uh, I, a huge disclaimer on this because this is basically just what we think and what would be the obvious Obviously, the best way to solve it, according to us. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think I think the the league should start uh, mid August, which would be after Sport Bowl. I think it would yeah. be pretty good because yeah. then teams then teams can that are going there. There's a, a ton of Swedish teams going to Sport Bowl this year, as always. Uh, I think it's almost one. I think almost one year there was. Uh, I think we're eight Swedish teams or something going there. Uh, I heard one team dropped off, so I don't, I don't know uh, uh, how it looks now. But, but as you guys uh, mentioned before, uh, the Uppsala 86ers were uh, early in going to, especially Denmark, to play these. Uh, it's called Sportmunda Bowl now. I don't remember what it was called before that.
1: I don't remember. Yeah. I only remember it. I I attended like the first Sportmunda before it became Sportmunda. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called though. Yeah. Uh,
0: I remember when we were going there with uh, two uh, Swedish elite teams, I guess you could call it, was uh, divided between the... uh, I think the Uppsala 86s went as team one and a mix of other Swedish national team contenders in team number two. Uh, and I remember when we went out to the field, uh, we were there two hours before the, the the tournament started. We were warming up. We were doing running and stretching and there was no one else there. I think you were also there, Eric. I don't, I don't yeah. know if you remember the same thing as I remember.
1: Yeah, I remember yeah, like yeah. we we had our warm-ups we had our stretches we had our yeah. walkthroughs yeah. and everything like that and then these players ca- come up they stretch a bit and then they go into the game right so yeah <laughs> it was like all right
0: yeah I, I remember one team that we we were playing they were four, i think there were four guys on the field and i was like where the, where the heck is the fifth player then i see a guy coming on a bike with a trench coat on and he just drops the bike drops the trench coat does a little bit of stretching for like 15 seconds and then he goes in on, on the field and I said, hey, if they're not more serious than this, we're going to beat them. And I think we lost with about 20 points or something. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings me to my, my kind of my next point. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but one of the biggest issues or problems for Swedish teams is the lack of competition. Do you guys agree?
2: Do you and want we, to explain uh, on that? With, what do you mean with, by competition? the
0: competition, I mean, uh, let's say we have a league with five teams. You play four different opponents uh, if you only play in the Swedish league. It's kind of hard to develop. You don't you don't face as much uh, other different play styles. And as Eric said before, you guys learn a lot from playing uh, other nationalities. Uh that's what I mean with uh the, the lack of competition and the, the short season and, and, and all that.
2: Yeah I think the, the biggest problem we've had is just the quality is so scattered. Uh you get these these great teams like you get these finals where you play all in twenty eighteen or you play you guys last year yeah. and it's really close and it's a really hotly contested and then you can go to this game weekends where you aren't that up. But I guess that, that's what it sounds like. It's the situation in most countries. But I think that unevenness, and then you got those teams that you know are good, but they're you're so tailored to playing that team and that specific player you're lined up against that when you go play it internationally, you don't know anything about anyone, um, and then it's it's like playing a, a clean book, uh, which means you got you you're facing different coverages, different ways of playing. Um, so I think the problem I've experienced is that. All right, but I'm playing. I'm playing this guy. I've played him for six years. I know this is a good team, but he knows what I'm doing. So I'm constantly it's constantly moves and counter moves. But that leaves yeah. it. You don't really develop an all round style. You develop single matchups against certain teams, which yeah. means yeah. you don't really get that good universal team that can go off and run a rampage on the tournament.
1: Yeah, it's basically just mind games at, at, at like like the end. Because we played each other like Eskilstuna Sharks and us has played for so many years, yeah. and, and we know we know each other inside out, and we know yeah. they know how I play. They know how how the plays, and we know how how they use their, their their players. Yeah. So so everything ends in like mind games, trying to trick each other. But I don't think the problem here in Sweden is that. The level of play that uh, that it is low. I mean, I think the 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 problem mainly is that the distance between teams. Like, w- if we want to play a, a, a practice game against all that's like a five six hour drive for us. Yeah. And, and that's nothing you you plan, like one month ahead. You plan those ahead two three months ahead. That's uh,
2: infuriating when you hear other podcasts go. Oh yeah, we have to go yeah.
1: two hours to go play yeah. whomever. You go, wait, right. wait, wait, that, that's our closest team. Like two hours away. Yeah. that's our closest team. Yeah. So I think I think that's the, our Sweden's main problem. Like we we don't get enough games, so we can't develop yeah. our strategies and yeah. and play regularly. I think Denmark has a lot of um, what do you say?
2: I they got teams know. in and around Copenhagen, like, yeah, like exactly. four primary teams, really. And uh, and they
1: have to travel like at tops one hour to play a game. So they can dish out like one hundred games in a year yeah. while we have to expand that for over like five, six years to even reach one hundred games. So yeah. so I remember I, last, it's all about repetition. Yeah. I remember that twenty twenty when we were talking to Julian
2: uh, uh and uh, Julian from um, Hornets and he was like oh yeah when I mean, you gotta take these long trips because they obviously they live in Scotland and then they have to play yeah. inland or in England and he yeah. goes oh yeah it's like this this two hour drive there and two hour drive back and you go all right yeah tremendous <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, yeah how about a six hours. hour drive buddy Yeah, <laughs> yeah we,
0: we we sometimes go six hours for two games Mm. Which I know you guys did in uh, twenty twenty. You went to Gothenburg.
1: Yeah, uh, le- like- yeah. Last year we went. We played one game in Gothenburg because Alvesta like uh, left the series. Like yeah. for the last game, they had so many injuries, so they couldn't play, and yeah. we were supposed to play them in, in Gothenburg. Yeah. So when we got there, we we played one game and went home. So like travel time, it was say 13 hours for one yeah. game in total so yeah. I mean you you can't do anything about it. but I think that's the like main reason why the level of play is, is what it is um, so it's, it's I think Ben you said the same in in a previous podcast that uh, it's it's really far and they really improved by going to these international tournaments and playing yeah. games and that's how they really improved and that's like have been our philosophy as well here in Uppsala that we we want to go outside and we want to compete and we want to learn because every time we go international like in the international tournaments we learn so much and we bring that home to our playing playbook like yeah. the mass flag played in in flag in a year and we took that concept with the double cube and was like oh we can use that with our players that should be working and like three games in into the series in sweden like two other teams had picked that strand like play up so like we can we can take stuff and take it to sweden and play with it and and develop the rest of the teams with it so
2: so... It's like we're explorers. We're bringing plays for a whole place. <laughs> We've yeah. increased the
1: quality of life. We brought on wine. <laughs> we go to England, right, and we bring back tea. It's like, ooh, tea. <laughs>
0: so, why aren't there any international tournaments in Sweden?
2: I think. I think. The, I think. I, again, I, I'm so interested in your answer in this area because I think my my answer is because really I think only two teams could host it if it like, given because you I think you need to have a certain level of a uh, certain level of international recognition if you want to host it and get teams to come um and I only think us and Eskizuna have that in combination with the will and the infrastructure to do it um but I think also if Let's say Uppsala was actually placed in Malmö, so we were closer to everywhere. Um, I think that would make a difference too, because if you want to make it here from from anywhere, it's uh it's a it's a flight or it's a really long drive. Even for the Danish teams, it's a really long drive. It's like a seven hour drive. Um, so I think you need the recognition, and then you need the infrastructure, and then you need to be reasonably close for people wanting to travel.
1: Um, yeah. And also the reason we, in Sweden, doesn't have uh, international tournaments is because we have expanded our, our season to be so long. I mean, we, we play a game and we have, say, two weekends free, and then we have a game a game week again, and then it, it keeps on going like that. So it's really hard, like, squeeze uh, international tournament with like all the, all the preparations and all the like structure you need for an international tournament. Um, and also, I've I've gathered or like what I can feel when I talk to other teams is that they don't want to go to a, a tournament where other Swedish teams are because they don't want to expose their their plays or or for some some tournaments that they don't see, deem important enough. So I think that's the the, the main reason I think also because the weather much. is
2: just shit yeah no that uh, but the, <laughs> we can host games for a couple of months a year uh whereas if we're trying to host a tournament in October it's yeah you gotta be wanna be if you want to play frigid then that's gonna be perfect but other than that I don't think it's gonna be what you want to do I think Jimmy we've lost Jimmy now yeah. It's turned into an entirely 86ers uh podcast <laughs> we can say whatever we want well, Let's go
1: it, it, it's the ffp but in english right oh it's back yeah uh, welcome uh, to the pod thank
0: you <laughs> i experienced some sort of uh internet crisis here uh, not, not that common in sweden but it, it it rarely happens and now it happened to me but yeah uh international tournaments uh, not a, not a good thing in Sweden, apparently. That, that was the la- last thing I heard.
2: Because we got guaranteed good weather for two months. Like I, I realize yeah. other places have boring weather as well, but our weather is just astoundingly bad, especially when you get this far up north. Uh, we haven't had s- stable weather yet, and
1: we're s- summer is like six days away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's part of it, but I think. I think we're weren't that uh, experienced in hosting like large tournaments either. I know Malma wanted to do uh, a large tournament, but it was yeah. in the middle of the season, so it's hard for for especially us uh, with like families and stuff that want to like travel each each week to to tournaments and play games. So, like scheduling wise, it, it is a problem since the weather up here isn't good for that long
0: yeah so how about indoor tournaments in the winter
2: yeah I'm all for it. It. i think the problem there is locale because we've only got so many places you can be and um, i think in Uppsala, if you were to take that as an example we, we got one one indoor field right with grass yeah um astroturf. and then Getting that set for, like, a full weekend um, is is a tricky one, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think like maybe it's, that's, it's so that's more viable good. than the other one,
1: than yeah. doing it during it, the summer. It, it's so booked, uh, like, since at least here in Uppsala, it's, we have one pitch that is indoors, and it's so booked that we, even we as a team, doesn't get any, like, practice times uh, yeah. in the winter because it's so overbooked. Because uh, they assign uh, every, every, like, sports team or, or, what do you say, sports body yeah. one time. And uh, upsalect Sixes prioritizes that time for the tackle, uh, yeah. men's tackle team. So, so like, the best we, we did that, we had a t- time given to us, like, uh, 1030 p.m. Yeah. like until 12 or 11 30 wasn't even yeah it was 11 i think yeah that's yeah 11 like one 30 at night and uh, we did that for two years but it, it it's really like draining to practice at those times uh we did our best because we had to prepare for our flag in a year, right? So we, we had to <laughs> Yeah, and half
2: the team lives in Stockholm as well. So you got an hour drive after yeah. that so people are home at like two in the night, uh yeah when you've had practice. So
0: yeah, I, I think I think the problem with indoor facilities here in Sweden is that there are some that are privately owned, uh, but most of them are owned by the commune. Uh I don't really know how to translate the municipality. Yeah, municipality, uh, and they have to assign it to different sports and different teams, and you get times depending on how elite you are in your specific sport. Uh, I remember us, Eskistener Sharks say we got a pretty good spot, a time slot in, in our facilities, but that's because we're the only team in the organization so we got it like on Sundays from 7 to 9 or something like that which is a kind of a sweet yeah time slot but i think there are like 2 or 3 that are privately owned that you could actually book but they are also way those expensive those
1: are pricey yeah
0: yeah i remember we booked those, we booked those for the national team a few a few times mm. uh,
2: before, I think it's yeah. stunning the, the situation giving the climate You'd think there'd be more facilities. People have this mentality that being outdoor is great when it's not when it's not the weather for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm not gonna rage about the weather anymore. But it stinks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem is like here in Sweden, the the government bodies like they don't want they don't allow like free building, so they have to have a say in what is built yeah. or not built so i think like indoor fields is a very very low priority especially here in Uppsala where there's a i, I wouldn't say a living crisis but it's it's really hard for like new students that come yeah. outside of outside of Uppsala and try to come here to study it, it's really hard to find a place to live here
0: yeah All right. So, uh, what's the situation right now in uh, in Sweden? Let's go to the uh, uh, your club. Uh, how's your situation right now? I mean, I, I know Uppsala has been on a personal lockdown for a for a few months.
1: Yeah, we were in the lockdown for a month now. Uh, it just got revoked uh, last Monday. So we are free to go outside at least. Yeah. Um, but as of I think it was Tuesday, um, Saf um, went from a maximum of eight players to twenty players on a practice. Yeah. So now we can actually start to practice for real uh, with an yeah. offense and a defense. Um, previously, we just we just did like footwork and, and one on ones and um uh, like basic routes and stuff like that
0: we we are allowed contact now right
1: yeah now we are allowed contact like previously we we didn't have any contact at all and up until like this decision that happened on on tuesday so it, it really makes it easier for us to practice
0: yeah but it's not not easy when you, when you don't get any indoor facilities that are good, really.
1: Yeah. But hmm. Now now it's fine. Now it's fine. It's starting now. to look it's up. Out, yeah, it's summer. summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we uh, had practices in in February, so it was cold. You you just had to gear up for it. Yeah. I remember playing having
2: a practice in a full coat. And gloves like not just wide receiver gloves but actual gloves, uh, and then someone screaming, No days off, because Belichick had a <laughs> screamed at the yeah. parade and it was snow, <laughs> and it was, yeah, it felt like it was minus whatever. Yeah, it was uh, fun,
1: practice. I think that was like our preparation practice for Flag a Year or something like that. Yeah, that was right, it was, it was, yeah. yeah.
2: It's one of those as well, where the where the because obviously if you don't live here, you might not know, but the sun in the winter goes down at like quarter to three. You yeah. get really? solid six hours of sun. Um so unless play, it's
0: snow. Yeah. Then you don't get any sun.
2: Yeah, true. <laughs> uh but so we play with these spotlights, but for some reason we didn't have the proper keys or whatever to put the spotlight on. So you get a certain amount of time with light, and then it's just Dark, yeah, um, complete the, darkness. <laughs> it takes a while, and then you get used to the whatever whatever the darkness is. But yeah, <laughs> it's good prep work. That's how you get in shape for big tournaments. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um. And, uh... Speaking of big tournaments, uh, it was announced a few months ago, a few yeah a few months ago that the uh, World Championship was going to be held in Israel. Uh, in 2021, 20, 20, uh, December, uh, I think it was moved from a different location. I think it was supposed to be in Spain, somewhere, uh, before that,
2: uh, then yeah, I was thinking Magaluf, and then they they changed yeah. it to Israel.
0: So uh, How do you think the situation is going to be with the world championship? Is it uh, who's going to be the team to look for, so to say?
2: Well, obviously the Americans. That's such a
0: boring answer, though. (laughs) That's
2: like like saying, "Who's who's... Muhammad Ali is fighting? Who are you looking for? I'm looking for Muhammad
1: Ali." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah it was, it was <laughs> especially when I mean they are they are coming to sport Munda, so just watching them play is yeah. going to be like in a way different speed than we are used to yeah and i remember we played them back in in the world championship in italy 2014 that was my first championship as a as a like national team rookie and i mean they had some really really good athletes like two three times better than us so, uh, and they they play for for s- when they're young. So they have played for for many many years. So, th- so they they live and breathe football, right? And, we can tell uh, that when
2: when we looked at flag in New year when those mass flag kids just ran rampage. They were running that uh, Nick Foles uh, Philly Philly and <laughs> uh, yeah. the round double catch play, um, and they're like eleven. You go, yeah yeah exactly i hadn't seen american football when i was <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but they they're on a different level uh, i mean and obviously obviously denmark they they have have had really good results but what i've heard and like the rumor is that a lot of those players that have been in the national team in denmark has retired or stepped down from the national team so it's going to be interesting but italy has been in really um for pressing to press flag football yeah. forward yeah, and... yeah and,
0: and and also i I, I remember we, we talked about this on the international uh podcast we had last week and I agree with those guys saying that Italy is probably the worst team to play when they have the momentum going for them uh, yeah I, I remember in, in 2019 I, I did you guys play them in 2019 or yeah we did
1: no, we, we played them yeah and it, i i mean to to be fair they were the most fun team to play against because we, i think that was the last game for the day and we were just so tired that day because we're so so not used to the, the warm weather in israel so so i think both italy and and us in sweden were so tired so we just like we just had fun with it because we, yeah. we knew we, we couldn't beat them uh, but but that way we, we kind of like relaxed a bit more so so and we actually performed better since we we didn't have this anticipation and, and, and 10 being tense in our body because of the pressure uh, so we actually played really good against Italy uh, if I recall. Um, and it was, was the best, most fun game I played, that, that championship.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm I'm gonna put you guys on a spot here, uh, see what your answer is. If you were to take the 10 best players in Sweden, and I'm not gonna ask you to name those 10 players, uh, that, 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 would, that would be unfair, unfair to, uh, unfair to the other eight guys. Uh, no, but, but seriously, if you were to take the 10 best players in Sweden, on an international level, where would you rank that team?
1: Uh,
0: okay, l- let me give you, like, three levels here. Like, level level 1A would be the U.S. Uh, let's put Denmark in there. Let's put uh, Austria, as always, in there. And maybe... Uh, let, let, let's put the fun of it, put, like... Canada and Mexico and maybe Panama in there. That that's level 1. The mid level would be like Oh, I don't know.
2: Spain. I think we're about Italy, the same as Israel. Great Britain. That's where I would put us. I think we could yeah. the yeah. best of our squad could be the best GB squad. Yeah. yeah I sincerely sure. believe.
1: I mean, back in back in 2017, I think that was the best national team we have Put forward for for a very long time, yeah, and it was mostly obsolete Sixers players with like a dash of of Eskilstuna players and a dash. Of I think I think like I think there like five uh,
0: five five other players from from other teams on that team.
1: Yeah, if uh, I and uh, in two thousand nineteen, we didn't have that at all. Uh, we had like one, I think three four guys from the previous national team being present. Um, yeah. And we didn't and have that, that, what, one, that one good of, of a was, preparation.
0: There, one of them was there as a coach as well.
1: Yeah. So 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 uh, if we got the top player 10 top players as a national team right now I would say we would place top middle. I, I really believe that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. On a, on a good day, uh, the top ten pl- top ten players in Sweden is, are up there. Uh, and I, I'll put my shin out on that one, and I'll actually stand for it as well. So, uh, but if we if we flip the, flip the coin and look on the on the women's side, uh, and same question,
2: I think our women's squad is much phrase this. I think their best players are better than our best players compared to whatever they're playing. Uh, I think that is how I'll phrase it. So if you compare their the best women we've got, let's let's say Mare, for example, is the quarterback. She wasn't in Israel, but she's um, she's most likely going to be a quarterback. Uh, she is tremendous. like she's really stellar. And I think she'd do really well in a international comparison. Yeah. And the best players, I think, as well. If they get like the best squad going, um, I I think people are going to be stunned about how how well they play. Um, yeah.
1: Well, we played in the uh, like Sweden and Finland have this this rivalry, and every year we play something that's called Fin Campen. Yeah. Um, and I was the uh, in in intermittent is it called intermittent uh, head coach of the the men's national team when we played that game because I was injured so I, yeah. I took that spot and, and during the the ladies game I actually was the offensive coach and Adre yeah. was was really easy to coach and she listened and she she really took the pointers I gave and she just applied it instantly. And just made yeah. the whole team better, so so yeah. I think if she's at at the helm, the the women's team really got a got a chance to like yeah. beat beat some top teams.
0: Yeah, I mean any given Sunday, I guess it's it's called that for a reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, and, and also I think that uh, we haven't really mentioned a, a lot about the. Uh, Women's side of like football in Sweden, uh, but I think we're gonna have to have a special episode about that and invite some of some of the ones who actually know. Uh, maybe their new uh, national team head coach, or new—he's actually had the the position for over a year now. Uh, if he is prepared to speak Danish, English, Swedish, whatever whatever you want to call it, but but no, I think we I think we're gonna have to have a special episode for for that because. Uh, There are other people that had better insights into that. But from what I gather, there's more competition on the women's side now uh, for the national team, uh, which is good. They have a a lot of players that want to learn, want to experience more, which is what you said uh, we have on the men's side more and more, that more teams want to go play international tournaments, I mean it's a shame that the uh, covid actually struck for many reasons but for one reason it I, I think it well it cut off one leg for uh, Swedish flag football if you know what I mean. Would you yeah. agree with that?
1: Yeah, it, it it made everything break like some some play I know some players that lost interest in in the sport so Yeah. It's too bad but it's not much you can do about it. It's just
2: Bring new obviously, people. you can see it. You can see it in the the numbers as well as the people who are uh, played. I think 2019, the number was at 290 players, and I think last year, obviously, the official number was something like 200, but that number was low end because they didn't include all the teams. But I think maybe let's say let's just call it two, 220 to 30. There's a drop off of 60 players. I think obviously that is going to have an effect, and I think this year as well. It's gonna have an effect, uh, because it's been such a long break. We haven't played until so, since September. And we're gonna gonna play what, August? So it's been almost a year without any steady playing and teams haven't been practicing because you're not allowed to. But who knows, maybe we weren't really in that lockdown that most of the countries were in during 2020, but it's been much harsher um in 2021, which could mean people are like itching to get back. So they want to do something and they figure, all right, I'll just play. Flags that's I know people and I want to get out and stuff, yeah. So that might bring some people back, but I think, um, obviously, we did lose some last year, so the assumption would be it's difficult to grow the sport if you're not allowed to go outside, you're not allowed to meet people, you're not allowed to talk to people. Um, so I think that's gonna that must have an effect, right? People aren't just gonna stay around forever, true.
0: And I mean, looking at the situation, I mean, we haven't really started our season yes and there's other countries that have already finished their season uh, i think a few weeks ago i looked at the spanish league uh, with their finals uh, so that, that's also going to have a, a really weird effect on the on the national teams i guess
2: yeah they get a ton of time because as I said if our our season ends in september and they start up national work after that it's october in sweden which means you could play outside, but some fields are going to be closed because they need to solve them and treat them for the winners So they stay safe. And then um, obviously there's a number of, of fields, as you said, as we talked about before indoor fields, but those are limited as well. So I think, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a tough task because you got to get people to sign up. You got to get people to play during that part of the year when it might not be that fun. And then um, obviously it's last time we did went to Israel. It was, uh, or I didn't go, but the team that went, uh it was an expensive trip and from what i've heard it's going to be it might be even more expensive now given that you've you've got the restrictions and the flights and stuff so um yeah i think whatever team ends up going might not be the the primary team but i think that's going to be for every country i don't think there's there's a country that's going to stay unaffected by the situation as that's it is pr-
0: probably not well um so what what's the next thing for the Uppsala 86ers right now? If we if we start with your with your team,
2: practice first. <laughs> first official
1: practice is lockdown. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow is our first <laughs> official practice, so we we can be more be more people like meet up with the team again and, and play some flag. Right. Like, right now, we're only practicing one. One time a week, but we're looking to expand that in the near future to two times a week. So we really get to prepare for a spot one level that's coming up. So that, that's, Obviously the, we can... that's the
0: next big thing, right? Spot one
2: level. Yeah. yeah. We, we could sort of maybe tease a little bit that we might be having something in the loop for for end of July, depending on how, how things shake out. Um, so there's a little tease but obviously internationally it's going to be sport Monday. that's the big thing that's that's coming up but then we'll see how that works out as well because i don't know if we're going to be vaccinated by that time and yeah. traveling and so on and so forth um because they put it fairly early in the summer uh which yeah. means this this it's going to cause a bit of a bit of a mess what i heard right now is
0: that you either have to be vaccinated with the, with two shots or have a, uh, a test that is less than 72 hours a clean test that is 70 less than 72 hours uh old to travel into denmark but that's what they say right now
2: i don't know what it's going to yeah. be in august yeah was well, we'll see. hopefully it works out because i mean this it's also if you haven't gotten the vaccine and then you're going to go there and this what 40 teams if you count elite and leisure and women's side, uh forty yeah. teams. Let's yeah. say yeah. every team has got ten players each. That's four hundred people. Um, if you haven't gotten the vaccine by that point, you might want to make some some risk calculus yeah. <laughs> on whether yeah. that's a worthwhile trip. Uh, so I think there's going to be some some other aspects of that because the Swedish what the Swedish vaccination goal is that everyone should be vaccinated by September fifth, but yeah. they keep. Pushing that off, they've pushed it off like, like three, four times. Um, I think so... it's even
1: October now.
2: Yeah, so we'll uh we'll see. That's what I'll say.
1: Yeah. But hopefully, we're, we can. We're, yeah, we're aiming to to play in in Sport for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm actually also going to be in uh, Sportmondo Bowl this year for the first time, not with a Swedish team though. So <laughs> uh, it's kind of kind of strange. I'm going to be with the uh, Black Widows from
2: uh, the U.K. Uh, going to be uh, that's like a pick and mix team, right?
0: Yeah. And uh, I actually got a message from Andrew, who's the head coach, saying, oh, could you push for the We actually we need players. So if anyone, anyone want to go to Sport Sportwunderball and don't have a team, uh, just give us a call. Uh, it's, a, it's a mixed team that uh, our play style is based on whatever players we got do a lot of dual quarterbacks this year i think so it's mm. gonna be interesting so he's just telling
2: on cool. all their strategies just was telling everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna play like this and <laughs> he's like i'm not on the field i don't care <laughs>
0: But, but but it it is a fun tournament and it's the closest thing to a a big tournament that many swedish players are ever going to get to
2: yeah for sure yeah. it's it's, I mean, it's that, become huge it's like it's this big thing now especially with all the uh the international teams coming usually it was just you got the one german team in valdorf and then you got a couple yeah. of swedish teams and then the danes but now you got everywhere coming uh which is yeah. fantastic
0: yeah i remember last year there was a uh, one team from Switzerland, one team from Spain, I think. Uh, so it's, uh, and this year it's team from Spain, uh, France, UK, USA.
1: Yeah. As I said, I we're starting to get we, really uh, like a premier tournament for, for yeah. the top teams. Gonna... I, well, I've I played on that field like, I think, eight times now. So I I know my way around that field for sure. (laughs) At this
0: point, the the Swedish home away from home. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's super windy. So I mean, it's basically home, right? And those (laughs) showers are just
2: famous in Swedish flag football.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) those are not nice showers. Uh, I'm I'm gonna put a disclaimer on that. (laughs) I've been involved in (laughs)
0: with any Swedish (laughs) player on. <laughs>
2: this is a, if you know you know yeah, Situation, yeah,
0: exactly I guess <laughs> Yeah, I remember when there was like eight teams at that tournament and now there's 40 teams. so
2: it's crazy. It's just expanded, but uh, it's like one of the best Martin that holds it does a great job because it's one of the best ones in terms of just the way they administer it and uh, all from everything from streams to being able to buy supplies to getting food and stuff um and obviously copenhagen is a sweet town so it's like a good place to yeah. to be as well and you got all this um uh this area around as well which is which is quite nice so yeah. it's a delightful tournament it used to be a little plucky tournament in the beginning of the season, but now it's turned into like a behemoth
1: yeah yeah well uh,
0: i guess we gotta start to wrap things up here uh we gotta keep some uh uh what do you call it? Uh, subject for uh, next episode and the episode after that. And I, I, I really, I, right now, I don't know when the next episode is going to be. I think we said we'd, we would make it like once a month until the season starts to just see. Uh, and I, we, we'll have to talk about what the topic for the next uh, podcast would be. But uh, So, Eric, want to make any shout outs before we?
1: Uh,
0: push the button to end the broadcast
1: yeah I mean not any shout out but shout out to my team Uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow for the practice and uh, if you're a Swedish speaking listener just go and check out Flag Football's Podden Uh, it's a Swedish podcast that me and Sunday is involved in and making so check that out
0: and you Sunday
2: shout out no I, I want to thank my wife no i'm just right uh <laughs> i no just to all the swedish fly football community y'all rock and make it fun so cheers to that and yep. uh, and other than that yeah check out the pod the other pod uh it's good fun yeah
0: well i guess i'll say the same uh it's been great having you guys on uh, to actually see you. It's been over over a year since I actually saw one of your faces, <laughs> I think. Uh, so it's been. I'm great on
2: Instagram, fun. so you can just go in there.
0: <laughs> I, I know, but uh, this is this is more fun without, without a football. It's... So, but but yeah, uh, shout out to the Swedish community. I hope to see you soon on a field, uh, hopefully close by. And uh, yeah, actually, as we said, we'll, we'll see how the season goes and when the season starts, and we'll just take it from there. So, uh, thanks everyone for watching and listening, and thanks to my—I'm uh, going to call you co-hosts because that's the way it's going to be for for contributing. And uh, see you guys soon.
1: Hey, right. See ya. See you? All right. Bye.